Are you ready to party? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? 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 We're ready. Ready, Patrick? Ready, SpongeBob? Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready to go crazy? I'm already hearing voices. Ready to go? No, I'm not ready to go. Merry Christmas! And welcome to Absorb It in Yellow, the podcast. How do I usually start? Welcome to Absorb It in Yellow, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. I almost said SpongeBob Christmas. Uh, and the reason I almost said that is because it's Christmas, or it's probably December 21st or something like that when we're posting this. But it's the week of Christmas, which means that this is the absorbent and yellow christmas special where we will talk about and admire uh the spongebob squarepants christmas special that song that you just heard was uh produced and made by i don't know how, like what music terms are but uh hunter pruger made it um thank you to hunter pruger for making that uh hunter pruger old-time friend of both of ours and um a future guest of absorbent and yellow and a very talented music maker or whatever they are called today we are gonna be having what has got to be the most festive episode of absorbent and yellow and so naturally i called in the big guns i called in the most charismatic guests that we've had before i thought who who is the most outgoing of all of the guests is a no brainer. Everybody told me of episode two, three fame, Mark Milligan. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, it was episode three. That's yeah. a big, that's a big title to live up to. Right. Yeah. You were on Plankton episode three. Yeah. So it's, been, big one. It's, it's been a long time since you were on absorbent and yellow. Uh, what has happened since? How are you? what, I don't. I don't know why I asked that. You don't need it. it lots happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about a few months have gone by. I don't know. Right. Uh, uh, okay, let me let me ask you this. From your perspective, don't don't feel pressure to like you know uh, kiss up to me or anything. But how has the podcast been since? Because you've mostly you know uh, been just a listener since, though you were one of the in a sense founding fathers of the podcast, being the second uh, guest ever. How's the podcast been? I, I mean, I think it's been great. Obviously, I've s- stuck with it. Um, continued <laughs> <Right>. listening. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like the like all the guests that have been on have been great. I've honestly been like, wow, they were all ten times better than me. No, no, personally, no, 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 you no. know. I, I, but I, you know, I loved. Uh, I, I loved hearing from Matt Constant, and you yeah. know, Sarah's been on a few times, and. Yep. Uh, I thought Olivia Snyder did a, a great job with the um, Suds episode. Yes, I and agree. obviously Morgan's been on and, and uh, right. plenty of times. Done she she could do better, in your opinion. <laughs> yeah, let's just give that feedback. <laughs> no, no, I actually really like the the English uh, teacher um, perspective that she right. brings. Even if she, she if she can't pronounce the uh, Roman gods' names you know, correctly, I guess that's the critique that she really needs to take away. Right. <laughs> About halfway through that episode, I was like, I should have had Mark on this episode. He would know all of these names. What was I thinking? Yes. So, Morgan, if you can hear us, we're kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I just 
you would maybe appreciate this. I don't know how much the listeners will appreciate this, but uh, when I had Matt Conson on, for one, that was a very fun episode, especially since like I've known Matt since like kindergarten and SpongeBob's one of the things that we've like connected on since then. Um, but we talked for like probably like three hours and I had to cut the vast majority of it. But he can just like talk about art <laughs> for so long. So that was I'm very sure. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, any other friends that want to be on the podcast, please hit me up and share so that we can grow our user base. Um, okay, so we are here today to talk about the uh, Christmas um, SpongeBob special, um, the SpongeBob SquarePants Christmas special, uh, a.k.a. Christmas Who, a.k.a. Uh, Patchy the Pirate presents the SpongeBob SquarePants Christmas special. Um, and so, Mark, I thought to start, I would ask you, um, could you articulate to me um, the meaning of Christmas? Oh, the meaning of Christmas. Um, I guess it's that's tough. I think it's really all it boils down to, in my opinion, is just, you know, getting together, recapping the year with, mm-hmm. you know, those people mm-hmm. that are either family or feel like family and just, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, maybe sharing a present or uh, a nice mm-hmm. meal together. That's that's the feel, that's the meaning of Christmas to me. Nice. And so uh, you would I noticed you said it's all about getting together. So would you say that you are an anti-masker then or? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I know, I know. Okay, but no, for real though. Uh, serious question. Um, can you uh, um, recap for us um, the nativity story? I. I'm just kidding. Don't I don't think I can. <laughs> I was I'm like, is that the? <laughs> That's the Jesus, baby Jesus. Okay. From- oh, I was just wondering if it was somehow different when it comes to the nativity scene or something. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, see. I don't know. Do you remember the movie Step Brothers? Yes. Okay, they mentioned baby Jesus in that, so it's the same. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've heard oh, wait, of him. No, that's not Step Brothers. I'm an idiot. That's uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah. Wow. Now seven I look... pound, three ounce, little baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm the one that looks like a real. <laughs> I I'm gonna have edited in the doc donkey sound from that's episode. good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> we we okay so we th- this is a big episode so we'll just jump into it here in a minute but um i guess first don't feel like you need to go into any like specifics or anything but what did you think of the um the christmas special so i felt like first off it's just a very different episode yeah. um just from the way it leads in and everything i don't yeah, know yeah. I, correct me if i'm wrong but this is the first time we see patchy the pirate yep yep, yep. yeah um, and, uh, I think it's just, I, I don't, I actually haven't watched too much of season two along uh-huh. with these, but I still feel like it has a different feel than maybe the rest of season two. Yeah. So that's kind of the vibe I got watching it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I agree. It is the first time we see patchy. Um, it's the first time, I mean, patchy is pretty much the only time we get this, but, uh, like we have extended live action segments, not just like cutaways, but, mm-hmm. um, so that's very unique and interesting. Um, and then it's also of the original three seasons. Um, there's kind of an asterisk on this, I guess, but this is the only episode that is like a, a two parter. It expands or spans, uh, both like part a and part B of the episode. It's just all one long episode. Um, so that's wild. And yeah, it just, it felt very, 
in a good way to me, uh, yeah, unique to season two. It felt like a lot tighter, felt like almost maybe it had like a higher budget or just more like uh, love and care committed to it. And it almost felt, I didn't feel like the SpongeBob movie, but it felt like movie level, I don't know, drama and like. Yeah, like a little uh, movie short almost. Yeah. Uh huh. But man, I thought this is like a perfect SpongeBob episode. It's so good. I knew that it was good and I had fond memories of it. Um, but it went even above and beyond my expectations. I was just like smiling the entire time watching this and just thinking like this is like a perfect SpongeBob episode. This episode uh is um it's about 17, maybe 17 and a half uh minutes of animation. And then the rest of those 22 minutes uh, are live action segments. So the the majority of it is still um, animation, but so it's kind of almost like there's two episodes still. Yeah, totally. And there's like a clear like uh, break point, you know, which we'll mm-hmm. obviously get to writing credits on this episode. Mark, uh, can you tell us what they are? It was it Paul Tippett. <laughs> It was. I was, just, <laughs> I was just kidding, but you actually got it. Uh, the uh, main writers were uh, Paul Tibbet and Walt Dorn, and then Doug Lawrence, or Mr. Lawrence, voice of Plankton, also helped with this. Storyboarded um, by uh, Chris Hedrick and Eric Weiss, or Weiss? I don't know how to... Um, and then, uh, as always, uh, creative director Derek Dryman and uh, showrunner Steven Hillenberg. And I, got, I just got the impression that um, they probably had a lot of involvement um, in this um, episode. It's just like so tight. I mean, so much attention is given to it. And it just is feels like such a real like faithful um, Christmas episode. So um, I don't know. There's there's not much more to say about like the making of it and stuff like that. Um, unless I like find more afterwards and I edit it in here. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, I just remembered all this other stuff that I um, pulled from recently watching the uh, uh, or listening rather to the audio commentary from um, this episode with Tom Kenny and Steven Hillenberg. Um, I'll just rattle them off here. Okay, so a few interesting things, actually. Um, For one, uh, Tom Kenny talks on the audio commentary um, how he remembers, um, in his words, these uh, Dickensian singers came in um, to do the... uh, Spongebob theme song that you hear at the start of the episode. I mean, he said that they could take literally any song and transpose it into a Christmas sound um, and in like two takes they were done. So that was fun. Fun fact, uh, Steve Hillenberg says on the commentary that they had to digitally add um, the lights to uh, the overhead um, shots of of Encino, which was funny. I think that um, I could (laughs) tell, but um, also fun later in this episode, um, there is a, a visual Cag that involves somebody falling from the ceiling, and I, and I won't spoil it beyond that, but um, what they do, uh, they thought of on the spot filming on the day, so that is fun. We got a cool moment um, from uh, Steve Hillenberg as well um, at the very start where he talks about uh, how Originally, his thought, the, the thought process behind karate was um, that he just wanted something silly that uh, SpongeBob could do with Sandy um, and that he drew inspiration from the old Pink Panther cartoons uh, on that like silly like karate style. And then Steve um, confirms that uh, the studio Nickelodeon initially was the one interested in making a Christmas special. Um, but then uh, uh, the SpongeBob team actually got an idea uh, that they thought would um, be great for one um, and thought that, um, you know, 
the characters in SpongeBob would not know any of our um, traditions up here on land and that that would make for a really fun um, uh, episode. And uh, Tom Kenny kind of jokingly says like, so you thought of something like palatable for you to make. So very, very interesting. You, you can sense like a little bit of that, like uh, creator studio tension coming through in between the lines there. Uh, Steve uh, shouts out that the island shot that we see at the start of every episode um, was shot in his friend's pool in their backyard in freezing temperatures. So that's fun. And then Steven Hillenberg later tells this really funny story. Um, I I can't remember why it came up, but he says, uh, when I was a kid, our parents would have us write letters to Santa and throw them in the fire. They said the smoke would get to Santa and he would know what we wanted. Steve also says that uh, two guys from the band Lucky Stars or the Lucky Stars um, did all the music, the Christmas cues for this. Um, That's uh, Sage Guide and Jeremy Wakefield, who evidently also did the uh, wedding march at Tom Kenny's uh, wedding. And then finally, um, Steven Hillenberg, uh, it, it kind of confirms that um, the idea for Patchy uh, was to have a, a host uh, for their specials to make them feel special as well as to make it so that um, it was longer without just uh, coming up with more animation um, and that it was uh, very inspired um, with, um, you know, the kind of local TV programs of his youth always had tons of um pirates hosting like low budget pirates hosting specials uh from back when they would syndicate um popeye uh animated shows so anyway what what did you think of all those facts mark i'll just be like oh yeah that's sweet yeah (laughs) say say that say that again in case oh yeah that's sweet (laughs) thanks mark i thought it was sweet too that thing that i said um (laughs) all right with that Mark, shall we, shall we jump into the episode? I think we should dive right in. Ready for Christmas, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorbent and yellow and porous as he. SpongeBob SquarePants. If nautical nonsense be something you wish, SpongeBob SquarePants. Then drop on the deck and float like a fish. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. This is SpongeBob Christmas special. And now, direct from Encino, America's favorite pilot and president of the SpongeBob SquarePants fan club, Pashi the Pirate. Yo ho ho, yo ho ho, yo ho 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 ho, yo no! I'm Patchy the Pirate, president of the SpongeBob SquarePants fan club! Hey, that's better! Squawk! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! That's right, Potty! It is Christmas! And there ain't nothing better in the seven seas than a bikini bottom Christmas! It sure is a magical time of year! Why, I'll bet old SpongeBob is gearing up for Santa Claus right now! I sure am! I'm ready! <laughs> Not bad, 
for a creature with no vertebrae. And I'm sure our pal Patrick is doing his share of the decorating. <laughs> So we are uh, officially in uh, Encino. Uh, do you know much about Encino, Mark? I don't even know where that is, to be honest. I So I watched this with Morgan, and she knows a bit more about California geography than me because she's got uh, family there, and she's been a few times. And she laughed when they said direct from Encino, and I guess it's just like a crappy suburb of Los Angeles. So it's just like, okay. like Patchy can't afford to actually live in Los Angeles and gotcha yeah he's just like right on it yeah on the suburbs yeah. i kind of uh, figured it was around the hollywood area or something like that right you know? right so i think that it's i mean it was funny for me but i think that yeah it's supposed to be like a joke of like normally these things would start like direct from los angeles or direct from hollywood <laughs> but they can't afford to live there so it's just direct from this and dumpy no. yeah anyway. a little ranch <laughs> yeah exactly um mark what do you think of patchy the pirate um I mean, it, I think he's just, you know, a goofy character. I think they really <laughs> tried to overdo it and they show him like standing up where he's got, he's got a peg leg, a hook arm and right. an eye patch. And you right, know, like, right. uh, and he's missing a tooth. Uh, uh, I don't know. He's got, he's got all the cliches, uh, a beard and the hat and everything. Like pretty much if you like went and bought a pirate outfit from like a, a right. outlet, outlet Halloween store, that's right. what it would look Spirit like. Halloween. Yeah, Spirit Halloween. Yeah. You know, you know, the old Sears. Totally. But but so what do you think of him as like a character just like in the SpongeBob universe? Are you a fan? Uh not so much. What do you think? I think that like looking back nostalgically, it, it was like when you saw Patchy, you're like, oh, what is this episode? Like, right. I don't know. It was just kind of like you knew it was kind of a goofy, uh, different episode. And especially with this Christmas one, mm-hmm. I always would kind of forget it because they I think they really only aired it one like around Christmas time. So totally. I, I mean, I always kind of liked it because it was more of an exciting thing, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think he's a good character and it's kind of like, what? Like right. the right. SpongeBob fan club captain or whatever leader. <laughs> the president uh, of the SpongeBob. President, that's what club. it is. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. And he somehow has like, a, he, he's watching SpongeBob too. We, it's right. kind of, I don't know. It's a uh-huh. weird fourth wall break. It is, yeah. I, I remember when I was a kid, I think that when Apache first showed up, I really enjoyed him as a character and... I I really I know that he's in more than these episodes, but I I most remember him f- for when the, in season three they had like the lost episode or whatever, um, which will be interesting to get back to in season three of this podcast because I'm really curious. Like, was there actually a lost episode? Was that just staged? Whatever you know. Um, gotcha. But I remember that being a big event, and then and then of course this one, um, and and you're right, this only aired like around Christmas time usually, and so it was like a real treat whenever it would come on, um, especially because like when I was a kid, I just like you've got you know your Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeers, your Frosty the Snowman, other like random like Christmas specials or whatever, Charlie Brown mm-hmm. Christmas, um, but I loved SpongeBob, so to think like oh my gosh, I like there's a legitimate Christmas special for me, which I don't yeah. know if you know this is going to get added to like the Criterion Collection or anything, but um, anyway, Patrick the Pirate, uh, I I think that as I aged a little bit, I kind of like grew cynical towards him of like oh like he's it, it 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 felt like forced or something like that you know but revisiting it um a i appreciate him more but b especially this episode in general is like i think very very funny and even like patchy's 
uh, scenes, I th- I was pleasantly surprised, were like super funny. <laughs> like uh, they actually like had me laughing quite a bit. And I was worried that like, especially after me and Sarah Wadka visited the uh, second SpongeBob movie, like on that movie, I felt so much like, ah, oh, they're trying so hard to make a cartoon in live action and it's just not working. So I was worried that revisiting this, you know, my um, nostalgia glasses were going to like, I don't know, I, I I would remember it more fondly than it would actually be. But I was pleasantly surprised, like, it's actually really funny. His uh, like dynamic poses and stuff that are cartoony actually kind of work. Um, but he's not so over the top that he's like trying to be like a, a Nick Jr. character or something. Like it's not like Blue's Clues level or something. But yeah. he's like he's uh no pun intended parroting that. Um <laughs> and and it works really well because it's like unsettling. And I think like it helps me realize like a real defining feature of spongebob is how weird it is and i think that i forget how weird it is because i was just used to it as a kid but like it's like like you get glimpses of like patchy's like really impatient with the kids like he yells at them at several points and stuff and like, yeah he's like he's like no not that's not yeah. it <laughs> yeah uh-huh so it's like very unsettling and bizarre um which i like i don't know just really really enjoyed and and then also just like the fact that this is how they introduce patchy like mm-hmm. i think that um there has been some cynicism towards it of like oh they 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 just use patchy to pad out time like they didn't have enough animation to fill an episode so they just like kind of fill in the gaps with patchy or whatever but with this episode i'm like no actually i think that like a lot of thought and care went into writing patchy um and it's like really funny and bizarre and then also um I wasn't familiar with this show before uh, doing research on SpongeBob, so I don't know if um, you are, Mark, but the show Mr. Show, which I think was an HBO show um, back in the day, um, starring uh, Bob Odenkirk and um, the guy that is in uh, freaking uh, Arrested Development. It's the Oh, the bald guy? Tobias is that his name yes yeah yeah that's not his real name but right that's the character's (laughs) name are you familiar with Mr. Show I've heard of it I don't Uh, think I've ever watched it I've I've never watched it myself and I honestly don't think like I I'm not like holding my breath to go watch it but um it was basically like a sketch comedy show and Tom Kenny I don't know if this is where you guys start but uh at the time that Spongebob was being worked on he was an actor on um Mr. Show. And so it's kind of fun. I've never watched Mr. Show, but I got the impression from watching Tom Kenny playing Patchy here that it's not just like, oh, this is a voice actor that's trying to do live action. Like, no, actually, this is kind of uh, his um, like what what he's used to doing in the past was these like silly costumes and silly voices and stuff. And then he transitioned into uh, voice acting and now he's kind of dipping his toe back in there so all that to say is i think that he's like actually quite good at it um and i just forgot like i think that i thought that patchy would just be all oh hey kids you know but he has these glimpses of yelling at the kids of like he has a line later i can't remember if i pulled a clip of it or not i don't think that i did but um uh potty the parrot says something sarcastic to him and he just kind of silent or like uh uh, uh, dryly says like you I'm ignoring yeah. <laughs> he's like, like he's like I'm ignoring you <laughs> yeah uh-huh. and so I don't know stuff like that was just very unexpected and like a pleasant surprise to me yeah 
I actually think I uh, covered back to Tom Kenny being an actor. First off, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I didn't notice he was, you know, the the right. voice of SpongeBob was also patchy. Right, right. But then um, I think I remember one time I actually was watching like a rom com and Tom Kenny was like the love interest. Oh, wow. Weird. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That's just kind of a weird tangent. Totally. Yeah. Um, also, uh, this is a very fun fact that I did not know before researching the show, but Potty the Parrot, at least in these first three seasons, is voiced by none other than Steven Hillenburg. So that's very fun and just oh. like makes it even more fun because um, especially in interviews and stuff, uh, Steven Hillenburg was always very like soft spoken. Um, and so uh Potty is very much like in your face and annoying. Yes. Uh huh. And it seems like he's like very much having fun with this character. I don't know. There's there's something about it where it feels like the crew of SpongeBob is just having so much fun making these live action scenes. Um, and I enjoy that maybe partly because growing up, I just like made videos with friends. Such yeah, as, it's it's almost like, what if we just made this dumb video and put yeah, it in the exactly. episode? <laughs> uh, kind of like national treasure. Was it four? four? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that we made with you and other or, friends. Or penny boarding tricks. <laughs> yeah, dude, I need to reshare that. That video is underappreciated. So Patchy, I love them. Um, and I think that these are like very fun scenes. Um, let's hear uh, Patchy, you know, um, I take after Patchy in many ways because he's a very engaging uh, host when it comes to reading fan mail. This letter comes to us from name and address withheld. And he writes, Dear SpongeBob, I am 10 years old, and I was wondering if you like Christmas as much as I do. Sincerely yours, name and address withheld. A very good question. But you know, they didn't always celebrate Christmas in Bikini Bottom. Quack! They didn't? Oh, sir, my fine feathered little neck pain. There was a time when no one had even heard of Christmas in Bikini Bottom. Hey, who wants to hear the story of SpongeBob's very first Christmas? Squawk! Potty! Hey, me cookie dough! Squouch! Oh well, on with the show! And we are about to launch into the show. Um, I love the name and a- address withheld. It's just funny to me. Um, love that he's the president of the SpongeBob fan club. And so people writing to SpongeBob would send him letters. So that's cute. Um, and then also just, um, I don't know. Tom Kenny's acting is just very funny on this. Do you have any other thoughts on on Patchy or uh, Potty? I just, I just, well, I think the name and address, address withheld is like one of the small jokes that I thought was like one of the, my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then just all the potty things in the in this part are just absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I, don't I know, love that's it. That's really it. The freaking, <laughs> I was so shocked and laughed so hard at the like life-size dummy that falls down yes. <laughs> when he pulls on potty strings. That was one of the moments where, I, like I think that that's like one of the funniest moments of this episode. And I was not expecting uh, like, in my like whatever top five funniest moments to be from one of the patchy segments, but that made me laugh so hard. And yeah. I just love 
like it's just comedy gold every time uh somebody gets thrown or something and it's just clearly a dummy being thrown <laughs> like yeah dressed in their I, clothing i just wonder if i just like didn't like really register that is funny when i was uh, a kid or what but it's uh-huh. like definitely much funnier as an adult like I seeing know. that stuff <laughs> why is that I, it's like I partly know. the dummy but then also just like how shocking it is that like a human body just like falls like from the ceiling <laughs> like right. I, I don't know it's just like maybe i just was like that wouldn't hurt anybody yeah, when i was a kid I know. exactly yeah i agree 100 <laughs> percent I I will say this. It's funny to me. This episode has like three introductions, which this podcast has probably many more than that at this point. But yeah. um, like you've got like the SpongeBob Christmassy theme song. Then you've got Welcome to Encino. And then you've got the actual animation Christmas Who. Uh, yeah, this is just fun. But anyway, let's jump in to Christmas Who. Today, I'm going to sneak up and get that Sandy with a super sneaky karate move. What diabolical act is she committing now? Fire! Don't worry, Sandy. I'm coming. So I guess there's no fire. What in the name of the Alamo is wrong with you, SpongeBob? Ain't you never seen a Christmas tree before? Christmas who? What? Y'all never heard of Christmas? Is she a friend from Texas? (laughs) No. I can't believe y'all haven't heard about Christmas. Tell me more about this Christmas. And so Sandy wove a magical tale of gumdrops and penny whistles. She told of toy-making elves and flying reindeer. But best of all, she told of the one they call Santa Claus. And now SpongeBob is learning about Christmas for the very first time. I think that it is like so clever. I mean, I for one, I just love like anytime they use like a cold open like this, where we just kind of like happen upon uh, SpongeBob uh, doing the things that he does. So he's like gonna go surprise um, Sandy with some karate, which is something that we know that he does. But then that's also just such a clever vehicle to introduce Christmas, because of course Sandy, being from Texas, uh, would know what Christmas is, um, and so fun that SpongeBob is just completely bewildered he's never heard of this is christmas a friend of yours from texas um and um but then it's like of course spongebob would just adore christmas when he hears about it it's like everything that he loves is wrapped up in the idea of christmas um and then also i just need to shout out (laughs) like it's so random but uh tickled me uh how sandy is like they just kind of like the the narrator patchy is like and so then she told him about christmas but she's like making these weird faces and like running back and forth and just looks completely yeah, out yeah, of like character n- nothing she's doing is aligning with what she, what he's <laughs> right. describing he's uh, like he's described of rudolph and penny whistles right. and she's like flexing and like biting <laughs> right. her jaw and it's like no right. no that's not it at all uh-huh. it, it just like you can tell the animators are having so much fun um but yeah what do you think of this opening 
I think it's good. I really liked when he's like, what diabolical plot is she doing now or something <laughs> right. along those lines? Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a good way to introduce it because like it would make sense. Like why would they have heard of Christmas? Like they're right. sea creatures. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, and then um, SpongeBob, I laugh very hard at him, like thinking that her tree is on fire. So he takes out a bucket and then just fills it with the water, like all around him, you know, like, yeah, it, it, that's great. When it's like, it's not full. <laughs> right. He, right. He swipes it through the air. <laughs> right. And now it's full. Right. Exactly. And you can visibly see it as water in it now. Uh huh. Um, okay. Yeah, so but, we were talking about this before the podcast, uh, but Mark, you, you had a, a short, uh, stint a short fling with Texas. You lived there. Have you ever yes. uh, cursed anybody in the name of the Alamo before? No, I don't. I don't know. If, <laughs> I've never. I've never done it. I don't know if I've ever heard it. But no, um, I'm sure that it's not. I'd be. I wish people in Texas did do it. Yeah, maybe. I'll, <laughs> what the name of the Alamo? Right. Maybe here I'll text Sarah right now, and maybe mid episode she'll tell. She'll us. respond. Yeah. You know. Sarah maybe Walker. I wasn't in the right parts of Texas. That's right. probably my problem. Wasn't okay. close enough to the Alamo. Right. Have you ever cursed anyone in the name of the Alamo? Okay. Listener, uh, we'll find out maybe later in the episode if, if it's a thing. Uh, uh, okay. Um, so this is so fun. I also, one of the um, things that I think can easily go underappreciated about this episode is the music in it is so good. Uh, there's like a really interesting um, blend of, so SpongeBob normally has a very like, hawaiian type music uh in the background um so ukuleles and like slide guitars and stuff in this this episode it works every time in both scenarios either they will have christmas music played in the style of like a hawaiian sway song like that song that we just heard at the very beginning um or they will just straight up um have just like really uh, cinematic sounding Christmas music, which feels totally out of place for SpongeBob, um, but is really effective for moving the uh, story and like kind of the feel of like these characters are getting wrapped up in Christmas for the first time. Um, And they, I especially love, it feels so Christmassy with them. um, Like you hear like the nutcracker in the background and stuff like that. Um, or jingle bells or whatever. Uh, but like it looks just like Bikini Bottom. Like there's no snow, there's no, you know, Christmas decorations up or whatever. They're just like in the crusty crab. Um, and I don't have audio from this, but that like Christmas music is underneath SpongeBob explaining to Mr. Krabs, Patrick, and Squidward um what Christmas is. And it's just so fun and like a clever storytelling uh tool that like so quickly um spongebob becomes the ambassador for christmas and he's like telling you know his his co-workers and best friend all about it um and almost all of them are totally on board um i love mr krabs just how like not stingy but how like materialistic he is it's kind of fun that uh somebody hears about Christmas and, and Mr. Krabs would be the one that's like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. The meaning of Christmas is that we get stuff, you know, just like a kind of a funny, I don't think it's even meant to be like commentary on Christmas, but just fun. And then Patrick, Patrick feels very, uh, movie-esque in that, like he feels like what his character becomes like in the SpongeBob movie where he's like extra dumb. Um, but in like a really cute way, like we even get, this is the first time we see him with like just one tooth (laughs) every once in a while. Um, and I laughed very hard at Patrick trying to write his uh, uh, Christmas wish list, um, but not knowing how to use a writing stick. Yeah, I, 
I, I mean, I think it, the one thing that uh, it definitely captured, like the Christmas movie feel, right? Um, when it show when when it kind of played that Christmas music, and then it just showed like SpongeBob talking to them right. and like you know explaining, because like I feel like there's always those scenes where they just kind of like overlay Christmas music, and maybe they show just people doing stuff in Christmas movies. I don't know if I'm getting my point across, but you know, no, no, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, there'll be like a, narr- a narrator over with Christmas music, and they just right. you see stuff. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, like, of course, Mr. Krabs is like free stuff. Like, I'll, I'll believe whatever you want me to believe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It is good. Good. What do you think of Patrick in this episode? I think that he's so like understated, but like extra funny for some reason in this episode. Yeah. I feel like they just kind of have been, they, they just like, they just kind of sprinkle him in to accent spongebob's excitedness for christmas and right. just like kind of you know those those good jokes of like right. yeah him being like oh like a genie you know right. <laughs> like he, right. He, right. he doesn't he doesn't get it but he's like I, i'm still down for it you know totally yeah that's so great so uh spongebob and the gang um spongebob creates a machine or maybe sandy does but they have a machine that somehow sends their wish list um up to the surface um and spongebob and the gang start uh writing and sending their wish list up to santa dear santa what do i want for christmas you may ask all i want is for you to visit the gentle folk here in bikini bottom that is my wish Patrick, I designed this mechanism specifically to shoot bottles to the surface. The hopes of everyone rest on the success of its maiden voyage. Fire in the hole! Santa! Where's Santa? He doesn't come till Christmas Eve. Okay, boy, my demands, er, uh, I mean, letter, is ready to go. Great, Mr. Krabs. What did you wish for? A pony. Really? With saddlebags full of money! Here you go, SpongeBob. What did you wish for, Patrick? Another piece of paper. (laughs) And what did you wish for, little girl? Flat teeth. I could use a new hat. I need a new hairstyle. I'd like a glass of water for my teeth. Coming through, out of the way. Great, Squidward, you finished. What's your wish? My wish is that the people of Bikini Bottom will stop paying any attention to the inane dribble that is constantly streaming out of this thunderhead's mouth. Gee, Squidward, maybe Santa will bring me a dictionary so I can understand what you just said. Okay, everybody, we've got a lot to do now that we've summoned Santa Claus. We must ready ourselves for his arrival. Hooray! <laughs> and so everybody sends their lists up. I think that's like probably one of the the, the best line in in the episode. Oh, gee, Squidward! I hope that Santa send me a dictionary so <laughs> right. I can yeah. understand what you just said. Yeah, I love that insult, Dunderhead. Um, yeah. Oh, Sarah just texts back. OMG, no, and I'm ashamed. I haven't thought of this. So sorry, everybody. I guess cursing someone in the name of the Alamo. Doesn't it's happen. Kind of, kind of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just end the episode? That's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> We've said a lot of stupid jokes, but that one got me for some reason more than the others. Um, yeah, I think that this is so funny. I think another thing that some of my favorite episodes of SpongeBob um, involve all of Bikini Bottom. Um, 
you know, I think that like band geeks is an example of that where like the whole town gets involved and it makes the world feel like a lot bigger. But I also love how it's not that everybody's like, we love SpongeBob and we know that he's the main character, but just that SpongeBob's this random guy that maybe a lot of people like know of or know. Um, but they're just like totally following him, like uh almost blindly. Um, and he's like almost this like town crier type figure that's like, come on, everybody, like let's rally around this. And it, it again feels like a classic like Christmas movie or like there's some small village and one guy like gets everybody to rally around or whatever um and then also just clever that squidward would be like the the non-believer or almost like a grinch type that's like yeah like i hate christmas and like nobody else should be having this much fun and it's like the thing you know something that makes uh all writing compelling but this is specifically true of spongebob um is I think that characters are compelling when there's something clear that they, they really want. Um, and, um, they like ramp that up to a hundred. And, and this kind of comes from, I think that you can tell that they pulled this from the Ray Bradbury book, um, Zen and the art of writing that we've talked about before on the podcast that Derek Dryman was gifted or whatever. Uh, but writing with gusto and like whatever this character loves, make them really love it. What, like, what does this character hate? What do they want? And you're watching the characters try and get what they want. SpongeBob obviously wants the whole world to be as happy and joyful as he is. And Christmas is the perfect opportunity for that. But it makes perfect sense that Squidward would absolutely hate to see everybody falling in line with spongebob like his dreams of turning around this like podunk small town in in the ocean um are just dashed by seeing like oh my gosh everybody is actively moving towards how stupid uh and and ignorant um spongebob is and so it makes sense that his motivation would be like i want to put a kibosh on this whole christmas thing as quickly as possible which is very clever writing and this episode is just so perfect to me i know i keep saying that but even like just this like wonderful christmas music in the background is just so great um very understated joke but uh Mr. Krabs saying that he wants a pony like that's silly in its own right but then that Patrick or a Spongebob rather kind of stares at him silently for a second and then really <laughs> like it's just yeah like why, why would you want so. a pony <laughs> <laughs> right it's just also love, why yeah. how would he even know what a pony is no nah, I don't know it doesn't make any sense it really doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah. but and then I love I love that they acknowledge that they have to send the letters up to the surface for Santa to find them because Santa's never been to Bikini Bottom before, you know. But then I just love to yeah. like that the added layer of weirdness that SpongeBob is talking about him and this very like I don't know, almost like a pagan god type. Like we have summoned yeah, him. Yeah, we have to summon because he's like because <laughs> right. it's like he doesn't fully understand. It's just so fun. Um, okay, before we get to this next scene, did you have any other thoughts? The only other thought I had was that that machine quacks. The quacking. I had that in my notes. I forgot to say that. So thank you for bringing it up. I don't know why, but it's so funny. It just quack. <laughs> like, okay, this next scene is got to be the highlight for, for everyone. I think you'd be hard pressed to find if you asked people who knew this episode, what's the best scene? It's got to be this one. It's shaping up to be a wonderful holiday. Not your normal average everyday. Sounds like someone felled my old coral tree. SpongeBob Patrick, why'd you do this to me? The world feels like it's in loverly. 
go away before I harm you bodily. This Christmas feels like the very first Christmas to me. They'll be shopping, decorating, and plenty of snows. Hey, Patrick, who's that under the mistletoe? What? Who? Me? Would you look at the time I should go? People seem a little more brotherly. Here's a special something to you from me. Even all the trash on Christmas, it smells so sweetly. This Christmas feels like the very first Christmas to me. What do you want? Can't you see that I'm busy? Step outside, we've got something for you to see. SpongeBob, take this stuff down immediately. Chestnuts roasting and burns in the third degree. Tonight things are as good as they seem to be. A star on top will complete all the scenery. This Christmas feels like the very first Christmas to me. That song is just so perfect. Like, there's not enough time in this podcast to sing my praises for just this song. I love it so much. Since watching this episode, I can't stop listening to it. And Mark, if I can guess, it just it feels like uh, a highlight of this episode for you will be that. Mr. Krabs sings so high <laughs> in this song. Am I correct? Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Man, I feel like maybe we've had a conversation about it like in the past, like in high school or something, but it just seems like right up your alley. But yeah, it's just so funny and it's so random and it gets everyone. Like it got Morgan watching it. Like it's so hard not to just giggle when Mr. Krabs comes in. And it's just like the most obvious, like uh, l- low hanging fruit. Like it's just, he's just singing in a high voice, but there's something about it that's so freaking funny. And I just like love it so much. I love that like all of Bikini Bottom is involved. I love like uh, Plankton joining the song to sing along is so fun. And then I also love how like the background singers are kind of bad at singing, <laughs> like when they're like repeating the lines uh, that SpongeBob and Patrick are singing, they're like kind of off key. And I don't know if that was on purpose. It makes me feel like the animators or the storyboarders or something just like helped sing like the chorus or something. But yeah, what do you think of this song? I don't know. I mean, definitely the high pitched uh, singing is funny. It might be just like the way they animated it. It's hilarious, right. but uh, I, I don't know. Like the, the animation that goes along with it is good where they're like showing them prepare for Christmas and right. Patrick, Patrick becoming the star and everything is yeah. like, I think that's insanely clever. Uh, uh-huh. Again, obvious joke, but uh, right, right, um, right. The part that really that also gets me is just SpongeBob's like terrible. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. it's, it's like so good. it's like bad but good at the same uh-huh. time, and he's just like and he's just like standing in Squidward's doorway, right. just like dancing. And I don't know, it's stupid, right. but it's just 
and and then it, it's a good Christmas song at the same time because uh, it's it rhymes and everything, right. and it's got a story, and it's right. just I don't know. It's like how did they do this? Uh-huh. <laughs> it just feels like the type of song that like if I played in the car, like if I was a kid or something. I would adore it and see it in my mind as like a legitimate Christmas song. And my mom would probably like hate it and like tear her hair out, especially SpongeBob's like, ah, da, 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 da. it's so perfectly like annoying, but like actually works with the song and sounds really good and kind of almost feels like, uh, I don't know, like a last Christmas or Paul McCartney, his like Christmas song, whatever that like kind of feel of, of Christmas song is just so perfect. And then, yeah, that the door like opens and SpongeBob's just like dancing to himself while Squidward's trying to like do a puzzle is so good. Like, and the song is just, I think maybe I'm overstating it, but I think that this song is just genuinely a very good song in its own right too. So I think what I'm going to do is mm-hmm. I'm going to try to sneak this in next yeah. time at like a Christmas event Please. or like where uh-huh. like Christmas songs are playing. I'm just going to sneak it in halfway through. See if anybody notices. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, I'm sure they've got to like, but it's so good. And honestly, I bet a bunch of people would be pumped about it because I feel yeah. like it's like part of it, like, this song was always the the highlight of the episode for me as a kid, but because they only played this episode at Christmas time on Nickelodeon, it was such a rare treat. And I feel like I haven't heard this song that much in my lifetime. And I honestly had a, a moment last week prepping for this episode where I was like, I could just listen to this on YouTube. Like that's still pretty <laughs> novel to me <laughs> that like, I don't have to wait for it to come on to Nickelodeon to hear it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like such like a rare treat. And like, Patrick being the star on top of the Christmas tree is like just such the perfect like way to cap it off. Um, and it's just so great. I love it. This SpongeBob Christmas song is on Spotify, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank the Lord. It's so good. I need to look up who the background singers are and if they're yeah. actually like voice actors or if it's just like the writing crew on SpongeBob. Yeah. But, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's good. And I think honestly, like most Christmas songs, if you ask me, have like a little bit of an annoyance like repeating this to them like they're not all great songs so like Uh like this kind of fits perfectly in there with Uh that do you remember in high school we're i at the risk of sounding like my glory days were in high school on this podcast Uh, they were (laughs) do you remember when (laughs) we uh as you know and now the listeners know i was class president one of of, oh, of three yes. um and had control of the music that played in the hallway Do you oh, remember the, the day where we played last christmas i think every passing period for a day <laughs> i feel like i always knew about the things you're doing for this because we were in that art class together 40 oh, yards that's right you yeah know? yeah with uh, shout out Hunter Pruger. There we go. Yeah, he was in that class. And I just remember for whatever, specifically Chris Stoker, shout out to Chris, loved the song Last Christmas so much for some reason. And I just remember being requested to play that in between Last um, Christmas by Wham, that is. Wham. Okay, yeah. another tangent then. Wasn't yeah. there also like a sandstorm day? Yeah, <laughs> you that guys was so playing? good. That has absolutely nothing to do with this podcast, but yes, that is still a highlight for me of probably my lifetime. That'll be like that'll be my rosebud moment on my on my deathbed i'll just say sandstorm sandstorm day we okay i gotta tell the listeners for (laughs) it was like what it might have been like during like senior week or something like uh as like an inside joke to just us like and our friends uh 
every passing period, I specifically timed it so that you would hear like the last 30 seconds of like a normal song, like just a normal pop song. And then there'd be a second of silence. And then and then for five minutes straight, you just have to listen to Sandstorm again. And I remember by the end of the day, the staff of the high school was like trying to figure out how to turn it off. But they didn't know how like the music system worked because like me and Carl set it up. So that was great. Oh, yeah, it was good. Sandstorm day. <laughs> okay, well, with that, let's uh, toss it to a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll find out if Santa really comes to Bikini Bottom. Patchy, uh, take us away. Is Squidward right? Can there be a Christmas under the sea? Stay tuned. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Everybody's a Critic, the uh, segment of the podcast where um, I uh, read um, a review that was written for the podcast. Remember, um, you can leave... Uh, a review um, right in your uh, podcasting app um, and don't forget that you can always write into spongeatspamrobots.com with your thoughts and questions okay let's read a review oh by the way uh, if they're funny that's awesome but also if you just want to say something nice that's okay too <laughs> so don't feel you know limited to if you're a stand up comic or okay this is from the Fresh Prince Squilliam Smith. What do you say to the podcast that has everything, including whimsy, big laughs, and the occasional uh, mythology explanation? Every episode, I am transported to a pineapple under the sea. Every minute, I am befuddled by the artistry. Every Sunday slash Monday, <laughs> that got me, uh, I wait by my phone only to be awoken by a foghorn of nautical nonsense. 10 out of 10 show. 10 out of 10 podcast. Sponge boy, me, Bob. Should I read this in a voice? I feel like I... What a nice cereal box. And then they've crossed out cereal box podcast. Stay pretty. All right. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you, the Fresh Prince William Smith, for uh, your review. And everybody else, uh, leave a review. And... Um, and I'll and and Santa Santa will I Santa will check it twice and I'll send you Santa will send you um, a gift and no coal because we are leaving fossil fuels behind in the year 2021. Okay, let's go back to the show. It's about time you got back. Now I can finish my story. So, SpongeBob was sending the last of the letters to Santa. I hope he can read Portuguese. Ah, well, that's the last letter. Oh, wait! Squidward hasn't written his letter yet. Squidward, hurry! Squidward! Squidward, hurry! SpongeBob, what are you doing? Don't worry, Squidward. I'll help you get started. Dear Santa Claus. SpongeBob, forget it. Right, too formal. Hi, Santa. SpongeBob, no. Howdy, Claus. I'm not writing a letter to a figment of your imagination. But, Squidward, when Santa comes, you'll be the only one without a gift. SpongeBob, how many times do I have to say it? I don't believe in Santa Claus. Come on, Squid. All you have to do is write a letter. What have you got to lose? My self-respect, my sanity, my lunch, 
Welcome back to Observing Yellow, the SpongeBob podcast where we talk about the making of and our admiration for my friends. Uh, okay, so uh, big drama. I love this turn. And I think it's very clever. You know, um, your your act break is like they've convinced the whole town. But what would be the problem for our second act? Um, of course, it's SpongeBob. Oh my gosh, Squidward's still not on board. And that becomes like the main problem for SpongeBob now. And of course, the problem for Squidward is he wants nothing to do with Christmas. I think that it's just so adorable and endearing that SpongeBob would be so concerned because SpongeBob genuinely like loves Squidward, like uh, deep from the bottom of his heart, you know, and he would just be heartbroken if if Squidward didn't get anything for Christmas. Um, And so that he shows so much concern. It's just so great. And then um, his visor that he wears is so stupid and adorable. Um, And I don't know why, but it, it really got me his like, uh, hi, Santa Claus. Uh, howdy, Claus. Like not knowing, like trying to get on the same page with Squidward. Um, and then also just a little animation shout out. Uh, Squidward, this is kind of like the tender love and care that I'm talking about that they put into this episode. It feels so high budget um, and the animation is so smooth. He like pushes SpongeBob out and, and SpongeBob kind of like circles his arms in the air trying to like catch his balance. And just like the little details like that are so funny. Um yeah, I love it. What do you think, Mark? Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to introduce the second half of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a couple, you know, yeah, this is just, I thought that the, this scene is kind of interesting with a couple jokes is right. what I take away from this. So first one being the uh, Squidward just banging away at his clarinet, you think? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then and, and he's like, SpongeBob's here. And he turns off the record player that's playing the clarinet. <laughs> and he was just pretending like, I don't know. Uh just dreaming about being a good clarinet player. And then the right. other one that I, every time I watch this episode, I was just like, I, I don't get why they put it in. I guess the way he said, I think, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like hope he speaks Portuguese. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, that's just kind of a bad joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I agree. And I gotta admit, I'm kind of a hypocrite. Cause I feel like if I were watching a different show and that joke were in there, I'd be like, that was dumb. That had nothing to do with the episode. But for whatever reason, in this episode, it's so funny to me because it's so bad and it has nothing to do with the plot. Like it's such like a random. Why is it in there? It just, it just, it's out. It's from nowhere, and it's just right. like, it's just like they just were like, well, we need to have SpongeBob finishing up the things. We can't right. just say, oh, send the last one up. So like, right. put in a joke or something. Right. I don't know. Right. Exactly. It's so good. Um, Squidward says, like, I don't want to write a letter to the a figment of your imagination. Um, and when we're, I was watching this with Morgan, Morgan said, OK, Holden Caulfield. Um, and since, uh, you know, you are of the same pedigree of Morgan, Mark, I figured I'd ask yes. you uh, to explain that to me, who Holden Caulfield is <laughs> and what he has to do with this. I don't really think Holden Caulfield's relevant, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, uh, Colin Morgan out. Hey, Morgan, are you in class? No. Uh, Morgan, <laughs> this is some in, inside baseball for you, or behind the scenes. I'm pulling back the curtain. Morgan, what does Holden Caulfield have to do with this episode? And can you shout so that my microphone can hear you? What, what was the line? Uh, Squidward's like, I will not write a letter to a figment of your imagination. And you said, oh, okay, Holden Caulfield. Because Holden's so whiny. Everybody's such a phony, and he sees through everything. Oh, is this from Catcher in the Rye? Catcher in the Rye. Do you like Catcher in the Rye, Mark? I'm not a fan. He's not a fan. Okay, well, that makes sense. It's 50-50. I love Holden Caulfield, but... 
Yeah. Uh, it's from Catching the Rye, everybody. Okay. Um, yeah. And she's basically like, Colt, Colton Hat, Hatfield uh, is the main character of uh, she's laughing and rolling her eyes uh, is the main character of whatever and he thinks that everybody else is a phony and I remember hating that book because he was such a whiny little punk that makes I, got sense. A, I got a confession Sam I don't know who Holden Caulfield is or and, and I've never read never read the book that's okay <laughs> I, neither did I okay so uh, I love this um, and uh, this episode continues to just be hilarious um, and I'll just play this clip. This is one of the funniest understated jokes. I actually it's not understated. It's very on the nose, but it's very funny. Let's hear it. You were right, Squidward. This is a stupid holiday. <laughs> I still want you to have this. What what's this? A present. I made it for you so you wouldn't feel left out with Santa came! <laughs> oh, gee, I, you know, I. I, I You're I welcome! SpongeBob? <laughs> he made me a present? It's probably a jellyfish net, or an old Krabby Patty, <laughs> or his favorite underpants! Present. Ha! What? Why, it looks like a clarinet! Smells like one too. Handcrafted out of driftwood. And it's even got my name on it. What's this? Wow! This is the greatest gift I have ever gotten. <laughs> oh, I feel like a. I feel like a. I feel like a. Uh, uh, big jerk. <laughs> okay, I didn't really set up that clip very well. Uh, Santa does not come. Um, and they all sing that song. Santa's coming tonight, tonight. Santa's coming tonight. And uh, then um, Santa does not arrive. And the whole town is like, thanks for the lies, Mr. Fairy Tales. And everybody leaves. Patrick included. The snowman included. Um, and now SpongeBob is extremely depressed and distraught because he was sold a lie. And the most heartbreaking line of this episode to me is SpongeBob saying, You were right, Squidward. Christmas is a stupid holiday. Like to hear SpongeBob not only be sad, but to uh, say that he agrees with Squidward and that he was right for being jaded and cynical is like so heartbreaking and like such a defeat of SpongeBob. But Mark, do you agree with me that the donkey over Squidward is one of the best jokes of this episode? I think it's really good because, you know, kids just don't get it. If you <laughs> right. ask me. They're like, right, why are totally. they showing a donkey? <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, know if so it made any sense to me when I was a kid, but yeah. I know it didn't. Like yeah. I was just like they're calling like what this is a donkey have to do with anything right like, <laughs> right it's so funny <laughs> and and even just like so I didn't have this clip because it it's 
not really like dialogue, but uh, Squidward's like slapping his butt and making fun of uh, SpongeBob. And then they like that's when they first said the donkey just kind of slowly fade in and fade back out. And also just anytime that like a land mammal is shown on SpongeBob feels so out of place and funny. It's just like a JPEG of a donkey, but it's yeah, just it's so a- good. Like such like a good wink and a nod. To, yeah. Like, and I don't know. It's just also for, you know, any parents that have to be watching it. They're like, oh, like, <laughs> right. or, you know, like, oh, snap. He's, they're calling him a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, so, so sad that SpongeBob becomes Squidward. Um, when I was watching this with Morgan, I told her, like, we're about to have a real, like, sponge moment. And me and Morgan have talked about this often, how, like, heartbreaking it is whenever Squidward has these turnaround moments where, you know, like in uh, Krusty Krab Pizza and Pizza Delivery, um, you know, SpongeBob becomes so depressed and and he has that moment. Sponge? Like, he didn't yeah. actually enjoy seeing SpongeBob fall apart. Um it needs to be be a meme of SpongeBob being like, I guess we don't need these decorations and then putting his hands on the Christmas lights and then just depressedly like falling down. It's just so funny um, and so good. Yeah, I mean, he just <laughs> takes him down by with his just pure body weight. <laughs> just the weight of his depression. Um, and then also it's so fun and over the top the gift that he gets from SpongeBob for one, again, just so heartwarming that in case Squidward didn't get anything, SpongeBob got him like a present, but then such an awesome present and one that plays the nutcracker and has little Squidward's pop out of it. Um, And then also just that Squidward's like smelling it is like so perfect. They animate him like a bloodhound or something. So I love this. We we then get a, a real um, turn and character redemption um, of Squidward here, uh, and things start to turn around. Poor little guy. All he wanted was to spread a little joy. I'd better get this stuff off of Squid's place. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Huh? Hello? Who's there? Huh? Hello? Ho, ho, ho! Yes, who's there? Huh? Hello? Show yourself. Ooh. Hello? Who is it? I huh? hear you, hey. Dutch! I mean, uh, Merry Christmas, little boy. <gasps> Could it be? Yes, it is I, Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> hey, you're. <laughs> Hey, uh, kids, take it easy. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. Don't do that again. Mark, does it not just melt your heart that Squidward freaking dresses up as Santa and does the whole bit on the roof and everything? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a, it's, it's classic, you know, Squidward SpongeBob, uh, right? Dynamic where he's like, "All right, I went too far again." <laughs> right, right. I went too far, but then that he like so like because he doesn't just say like, "Hey, I'm really sorry, SpongeBob. I, sh- I shouldn't have like rubbed it in." He becomes Santa Claus, and it's just so heartwarming because it's so out of place for him, like he becomes a real like SpongeBob character, and you can tell that he's like really not 
enjoying it <laughs> like it's like very difficult for him even that he calls him a dunce again it's so good and i don't know yeah. why but just those understated like when he covers his mouth and says please don't do that again it's like very <laughs> funny to me um yeah very wholesome oh and and I, we need a shout out to um huh who's there what what was that like it's very funny the first time but then they very much in like a Will Ferrell SNL style, they take the joke way too far and too long, and which then makes it funny again that SpongeBob just continues. Who's there? Who said that? Huh? Who? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like he's like he's like, all right, come on, kid. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm trying here, but like you're not giving me anything to work with. <laughs> uh-huh. Totally. Okay, so this I think is maybe the most wholesome moment in the whole episode. Um, let's hear what the lesson here is for SpongeBob. Santa. This is the greatest gift you could have given me. Thank you for bringing Christmas to Bikini Bottom. I didn't bring Christmas to Bikini Bottom, SpongeBob. You did. I did? Merry Christmas, SpongeBob. Merry Christmas. Phew. I'm glad that's over. Do you have a present for me, Santa? Uh, well, uh, uh see, I, I'm, not, I'm not really... Ah, go ahead, Santa Claus. See, he is real. Oh, frick. Now here's the twist. Okay, so for one, so wholesome. And then, like, the music, very, like, Hallmark-esque music, uh, or, like, Miracle on 34th Street or something type music, is just so sweet and, like, heartwarming. Um, over-the-top cheesy and sweet, like, uh, gonna give you a headache with how much sugar is in there. But I think that it works so well. Um, and just yeah. the, the lesson that no SpongeBob, you brought Christmas is like just so endearing. Well, I feel like it just really feels like, yeah, like you're kind of saying Hallmark movie. It really feels like a Christmas special right. here because it's like, nope, we're done with comedy. We're done right. with, you know, it, it doesn't matter that it's an animated show. It's like, here's the lesson, you know, whoa, everybody's mm-hmm. happy and wholesome. And mm-hmm. that's really all they were doing in the scene. Right, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's so good, too, because I think that, you know, in in any other like Hallmark type movie, that would be the end of of the movie. Like, no, you brought Christmas here um, and he'd be like, oh, that's a great. And then everyone would start singing Auld Lang Syne or Oh, Christmas Tree or whatever. And then credits mm, would roll to zoom out, you know, <laughs> mm, totally. But for one, the episode doesn't end there. And two, Squidward says, I'm glad that's over with, which kind of shows us like. Uh, his character was not really redeemed, you know, did the nice thing, but he did not really enjoy it at all. Um, and they could end it there and just kind of undercut like, oh, Squidward so Squidward, but it leaves room for like, you know, it kind of leaves you like, oh, well, what about Squidward? But then the really clever twist of um, Squidward just can't catch a break. He's trying to do the nice thing. And SpongeBob unintentionally continues to just like kind of ruin his life. Uh, and that he's like, go on, Santa Claus. Like, I know that you brought presents for her, too. Um, it's just so great and uh, that he's like, I don't know how to deal with this is so funny and and that's like the fun twist that i was talking about um so for a minute uh spot or squidward uh, runs inside and is trying to figure out and he just has like very squidward is like a very boring adult and so he just has very boring adult things in his home um including a copy of his own birth certificate um but yeah. he, he finds something that will be suitable suitable um for this little girl there you go little girl ho 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 <laughs> thanks Anna. that almost felt good <clears throat> Hey, Santa, where's my present? And mine! And what about me? 
Uh, let's see what Santa has for all you good people. And fast Santa gifts for the people. Aha! A bowl of mashed potatoes for you. Thank you, Santa. This is just what I wanted. A new hairstyle. Thanks, Santa. Here you go, Patrick. Whoa! A wristwatch! Santa! I friggin' love the like nutcracker music like bum, 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 and how like yeah. intense this gets. Um and so sweet that Squidward's like, that almost felt good. But then immediately, like again, he can't catch a break because now this huge line of people is there waiting. Um and again, just like a small little it's not even really a joke. I guess it kind of is, but the the girl who wanted a doll like tickles underneath the the quote unquote chin of like the wrench that he gives her, um, and it's just very very funny. Um, but yeah, what do you think of this scene, Mark? I, I definitely uh, like the high intensity music that uh, starts playing, where like <laughs> like get you, to get you going to be like, oh, yeah. Squidward's, you know, gotta. gotta uh, uh, I don't know, get going yeah. and give all these people gifts. But then also I think it's just kind of ridiculous where how like these people clearly, some of them have to know Squidward lives there, right? <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, he's just going inside Squidward's house and bringing out gifts, you know, yeah. quote unquote. I don't know. It's it's funny, but uh, it just I don't know. Right. At the, the same time. Right. The logic of it doesn't really make sense. And that like it kind of makes sense that SpongeBob would buy it and that like a little girl would buy it, but all these grown adults who ask for like different things are just getting like mundane things from around his house and like they're suitable to him, you know? Like the girl that gets forks for her front teeth is like cute, but like these like adults are getting like a uh, old muffler and stuff like that, um, which is very great. And also, they don't like yeah. question that it might be, right. oh, yeah, this could be Squidward. Like, <laughs> right. Uh-huh. They're all just so bewildered by the, the magic of Christmas that they're just all on board, um, which is really fun and adorable. I also just have to shout out. I think that this is the first time we get the old man and his voice in the episode uh, Rock Bottom. SpongeBob kind of does an impression of this voice, but that is one of my favorite voices. He's, I think, most known for uh, what a nice cereal box, um, which is just so great. And maybe my favorite voice from SpongeBob, maybe because I can kind of do an impression of it not to toot my own I've, I've always been partial to the my leg guy you know my but. leg guy is very good i i do appreciate that i forgot to say on the last episode that i recorded big pink loser i think we got the first my eyes guy so nothing to do with this episode but yeah <laughs> my eyes um but yeah my leg guy is very good okay so um everything is is ratcheting up and squitters running around um getting gifts um for everyone uh, again, the music is just so hype, such a good, it, it'll constantly cut back and forth between like Hawaiian Christmas music and then just like normal Christmas music. Um, and it gets so incredibly sweet. Um, and Squidward kind of, uh, he he has nothing left. So you're kind of like left wondering, like, is he happy? Is he sad? Like, what's going on here? 
You might as well take the door. That's all that's left. Squidward, you missed him. He was here, just like I said. He gave us all presents. He was jolly and he had a beard. His nose was big and he had rosy cheeks. He was friendly and kind and Santa-ish. Oh, his belly was small, but his nose was huge with Christmas joy. He was so nice. Well, at least it's over. Huh? Watch this. Dear Squidward, thanks for all your help. You've been a real good boy this year. Warm regards, Santa Claus. Merry Christmas! <laughs> yep, I'm insane. Okay, so we kind of have two endings to this episode. So uh, we'll talk about our thoughts on the episode as a whole after the second ending. But here I'll just ask, what did you think of of the ending of Christmas Who, the animated part um, here? Um, well, I love what's, you know, again, SpongeBob goes right back to Squidward's house. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so Where good. all the gifts came from. And then he's like, oh, Squidward, you missed him. He was in your house. Right. Um, but, and then he makes like two or three comments on how big Squidward, the Santa's nose was, which right. is great. And right. then, and then you get the most ridiculous, um, scene of just an insane santa claus making all right. those noises which right. is just like when i watched it i watched it with subtitles on right oh, yeah. and i kept i kept being like okay after this line of ho 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 ho, ho you know i was like <laughs> it's over and then it would just bring in another set i was like oh my god how long does this <laughs> yeah. go on it just keeps going <laughs> yeah. it's so good so i feel like it's like you kind of expect it's not quite an F you, but it is like such a random turn where you think that it's going to end with like, wow, what a sweet like Squidward's going to get like an amazing gift or something like that. But he just gets an acknowledgement from Santa and the ending is so in an appropriately like SpongeBob esque way, so bizarre and Santa feels so out of place and so uncomfortable that he's just He's just so jolly. He just keeps laughing. And yeah. it's just so oh. Yeah, it's so fun that is uh And Santa just it feels like he's bad at acting too, which feels appropriate to SpongeBob. <laughs> like or even like he's like, "Whoa!" like grabbing the reins. Like it didn't look like the sled was going to like fall or anything like that. He's perfectly still, but he's like, "Oh, I got to grab the reins or whatever." Yeah. Uh, and then that Squidward's conclusion isn't like he really is real. He's just like, yep, I'm insane, but just so good. And I can tell that you were tickled by this, that he just plays the clarinet to himself, like like a little jingle on his way out before he closes the door. It's just such an odd and like undercutting way to like end the episode. Yeah, it's just, yep, I'm insane. It's just, it's hilarious. I don't know. 
Uh Okay, so then we get a little bit more crazy antics um, with Patchy the Pirate. And again, you could take it like a cynical viewpoint that like they're padding for time. But I think that it is like genuinely funny that they're like, well, we got to resolve Patchy and like his uh, hijinks with Potty. Um, But so then we get kind of a sweet ending here uh, at the end. Um, And then a familiar voice will take us out. Oh, hi, kids. Boy, that SpongeBob makes me as jolly as a Roger. Well, I hope you enjoyed SpongeBob's Christmas tale, and I hope your Christmas is better in sunken treasure. Aww, Potty left me a little Christmas present. <laughs> Ayo, mistletoe! And you know what that means? Ah, time for somebody to kiss Patchy the Pirate! Mm, come on, who's it gonna be? Come on, kiss the captain! <laughs> ah, give no, me some no, kiss. not you! Squad. Not you, Potty! No, no, get me out of here! Kiss. No, Potty, ah. I don't wanna kiss you! No, we've talked about this! Potty, hey, no! Well, it looks like Patchy's pretty busy at the moment, so I'll say it for him. Good night and happy holidays. That ending is honestly so sweet and the music is so good and so effective for me. Like it's so moving and endearing and even just like patchy, like to think me as a kid or just like thousands of other millions of other kids. Like, he's just like, I hope that you have a great Christmas. Uh, he says it in, like, a more piratey way. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just so, like, I don't know, cute. And then just so random, <laughs> like, that it would end with him just, like, running around, running away from Potty. Um, but then the uh, the um, Jacques Cousteau-esque French narrator uh, saying happy holidays at the end just feels so appropriately SpongeBob um, in a cute way to to send us off at the end of the episode. Any thoughts on on Patchy? I feel like they did what they've done uh, for SpongeBob a little bit with like the the marine biology puns where he said, right. "I hope your holidays are jolly as a Roger, you right. know, jolly Roger," and then right. you know get something better than sunken treasure. So right. like I don't know, they did, they did a couple puns there, and then just yeah, like cliche uh, uh, mistletoe, yeah, uh, joke. But yeah, yeah, no, it was good. I like I like the little patchy ending. Nice way yeah. to sew up the episode. Mm, very cute and piratey. Okay, so SpongeBob Christmas special, aka. Patchy the Pirate presents the SpongeBob Christmas special, aka Christmas Who. I this episode is just perfect to me. It's so endearing. It's just like the perfect mix of uh SpongeBob and all of his SpongeBobiness and like the hijinks and stuff, but also such a good kind of like fly on the wall, like just observing SpongeBob in his world. And then you get swept up um, with the craziness of it. You get such a good feel. I feel like Bikini Bottom is a character in this. Like it almost feels like every character is present um, except for, I guess, like maybe like Pearl and Mrs. Puff. But uh, and, and, and Bikini Bottom is included in that. Um, they just like somehow managed to hit just the perfect mix of Christmasiness, but also of uh, Bikini Bottom-ness with the music and the look and everything. And then just like the song is so perfect. Um, Patchy is like such like a worthy addition to this episode. 
And this, in my opinion, is I didn't think that I would say this before watching this episode, but this has got to be, in my opinion, one of the best SpongeBob episodes ever. It's just so perfect and nails the feel so well, um, which, of course, how could you expect anything less from writer Paul Tibbet? And that is not a sarcastic comment. I swear on my life. But with that, Mark, I want to kick it over to you and give you the final word. What did you think of Christmas Who? So uh, kind of like what you said, you know, I think it's a really well done and well made episode um, from start to finish. Personally, I don't think it's like a particularly like funny episode. I think mm. like, you know, it is funny, but like there's right. s- several, several episodes that are like start to finish funnier, right, more right. hilarious than like this episode. But like, that's cause you know, it's Christmas special. Got to throw in some of those wholesome feels, right. um, which it, which it accomplishes. And, and it, it definitely, yeah. has that like, uh, like, like, uh, it kind of mentioned earlier to like, almost like a little mini, uh, mini flick, um, right. Hallmark movie at, at times. And yeah, it's a, definitely a good episode. And, when I saw the preview for it with Patchy, I was like, "Oh, I want to do that episode, uh, the Christmas special." And it comes around once a year, so yeah, yeah. Wanted it's a it's a great episode that brings back those uh, that nostalgia. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I never I forgot to ask, and maybe you just said this, so don't feel like you need to repeat yourself. But you obviously requested this one, and what was the specific reason that you you wanted this episode? I think it's because the main reason is because um, yeah, the rest of the episodes you would get year round. And this right. episode, this episode, you, you would almost forget about it 11 months of the year. Right. And then, it, you know, starting in December, you'd be watching Nickelodeon and you'd start to see all the other episodes, Christmas episodes right. that they, they only bust out in December. And this one, you'd be like, what? I forgot about this episode of SpongeBob. It's so good. Yeah. And, you'd, and so I just, I just saw this one and, you know, yeah, reminded me of that. Yeah. That's so great. That's actually like kind of the same reason why I so thought that you'd be perfect for this because like just thinking about like not thinking about something for 11 months and then like once a year thinking like oh i should probably revisit that um just perfectly describes our friendship i'm just kidding <laughs> no, <that's fine. laughs> i hope the listeners know that we're like genuinely friends and that i probably need to tone down the being mean to you <laughs> humor. yeah but, it's fine yeah <laughs> cool well do you have anything mean to say to my wife uh in return <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just a lot of wholesome feels for Christmas. Everybody, this has been Absorbent in Yellow, a SpongeBob deep dive. Thank you, Mark, seriously, um, for joining us today. I think that all the listeners will agree. You've been a phenomenal guest today. And thank you, listeners, for listening along this year. It's been a crazy year, but these past five, six months, um, it's been... Uh, just so heartwarming to know that so many people share such a deep appreciation for spongebob with um me spongebob brings me so much joy and so it just makes me happy to know that that many people um share a a similar joy and that that many people are listening and hoping hopefully uh laughing along so thank you merry christmas happy holidays and we will see you next week No, you silly livers! No!